before the wedding night, men don't always get a prep talk, but women do. And often it's about, you know, you have to prepare yourself for this night and what's going to happen. But men don't really get that. You also find that often she was talking about that women are taught or young girls are taught that a man has something that you want, but women or young girls are often not talked about that they will also desire sex. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guests and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of our expectations and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I'm your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity and a licensed professional counselor in Georgia. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. My name is Bianca Hughes and it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And this is episode 37. Today it's me on the podcast and I have something I really want to share with you and I hope it's going to be a helpful takeaway for you today. I feel like in this whole thing of authenticity, taking off the mask. It's so important for me to share those things that have been valuable along my life, things that perhaps have caused me shame, things that I perhaps were embarrassed about. And I feel like I. it's important for me to share because I'm not the only one. That is definitely why we are on this podcast. And this particular thing I want to share with you guys today is so prominent in our society that I had to kind of share my own experience and my own awakening of what it really means to be a sexual being. So back in 2018, I went to a conference. It was a women's conference at a church um, at the time. It was World Changes Church International, and it was there Radical Women's Conference. And this is a yearly conference that they have every year. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I love to learn. I love to grow. I love to develop. And I am an educator. And of course, with being an educator, it means you're taking a lot of information in order to share it with other people. So this was another thing that was more probably perhaps personal in my growth as a Christian and as a person. So I was really, really excited to go to this conference and just connect with other women, women of faith to learn and and to worship. So I remember I was just really ready and open to learn and just hear anything that was going to come in. And here's just a quick side note. I always say, and I have realized that everything I learn or everything you hear is the whole message might not be for you. You really do have to chew the meat and spit out the bones. And another thing I learned, especially at the conferences, is that every sermon, every message is not for me. But that doesn't mean I should leave. I think it's important to be respectful of the other people who are there and what they need to get. So sometimes I could be like, I didn't learn anything today, but Sometimes it wasn't necessarily for me, or sometimes the message will come up later on in life. And so I haven't always known that. So I'm in the conference. Um, A couple of sessions have gone by. Some have been good. Some have been like, 
kind of not so good or like, uh, I'm not too sure. I feel like there's always, whenever I go to these conferences or anything that's any of interest, I feel like there's always something that stands out. It could be a word, it could be a sentence, it could be a particular interaction with someone else, or it could be one of the messages that you listen to. I always find there's always something I remember and it really, really sticks, or I feel like I get a really, really big breakthrough. So the session for me that was really life-changing was a message from Pastor Connie Smith. So the subject or the title was Let's Talk About Sex. Now, I have to admit, I was skeptical. I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, when you hear that, let's talk about sex, and you're in a conference with the church, you're like, oh my God, are they just going to tell us what not to do? Blah, blah, blah. I've always experienced that sex has just been this restrictive thing at this time, especially in the church and in the world, but especially in the church. So I was like, not hot about it. But at the same time, I knew who Connie was, you know, Pastor Connie was, and I've heard her speak before. So I trusted it and trusted there was a reason that I need to be there. So as I sat and she began to speak, you know, I was ready with my notebook, like the every ever ready learner. I was excited, you know, open, but also skeptical. You know, you can always be different things. So I was ready with my notebook to learn and hear whatever she had to speak on. And as she began to speak, I remember she had a board and she was writing on the board about the different messages men and women hear regarding sex. Some of the things that stuck out was that before the wedding night, men don't always get a prep talk, but women do. And often it's about, you know, you have to prepare yourself for this night and what's going to happen. But men don't really get that. You also find that often she was talking about that women are taught or young girls are taught that a man has something that you want, but women or young girls are often not talked about that they will also desire sex, right? They will also have these sexual desires or they'll desire a man's penis. And so it really, of course, I looked up and I was like, huh, okay, She is really talking about things that are so important because I have found that sex is not talked about a lot in the church. Then we think about how men are given the green light to explore, but women are, well, you have to keep that safe or you have to wait or it's precious and things like that. And just a side note, so are men precious. So just a side note, one of the things that stuck out that is kind of, I was reading back on the notes from that was I wrote down that. Sons are often not taught that their bodies are beautiful and that they need to have a woman that will also respect their body. And so, you know, it goes both ways. But of course, me being a woman, I really was resonating with and being a woman's conference resonating with my experience as a woman. So as I listened to her talk, you know, people talk to me and I'm thinking at the same time, like I have a really, really good friend of mine for years and 
of course, she knows me probably better than a lot of people. And she's like, I know when you're thinking, <laughs> I know when you're analyzing. And of course, I'm listening and analyzing and thinking back. I'm thinking about my own life. When I'm listening to this message, I'm thinking about my own life surrounding sex and the things that were said, or even things that were not said and you had to learn. I was thinking about, you know, things like, don't do it until you're ready or don't have sex too soon. But it was never the why. Sex education in school was about reproductive and about periods, you know, the whole system of reproduction and how our bodies are and what's going on with all our hormones. But it was never about sexual desires or orgasms, masturbation or anything like that. So I really started to listen and just think back about what I learned and and what I didn't learn about sex. And as I began to listen, you know, I began to feel uncomfortable. I began to feel somewhat small, somewhat ashamed because I should know this stuff, right? I mean, if you think about it in this conference, this was back in 2018. So I was 39, 38, going on 39 at the time. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, you know, going back to the age and I and I'll probably do an episode on age and our expectations of age, but I guess the shame was coming from the expectation that I should know. Definitely by this age. It wasn't so much that I should know, but it was just by this age. Why did I not know about this? Why did I not think about this? So that was beginning to make me feel small and that was beginning to really make me feel ashamed. I mean, I'll be honest, there was already some shame just around sex and around my body. And so I think this really hit a nerve for me. So after she finished talking, you know, these thoughts are still going on in my head and we get into some breakout groups. We get into small groups to kind of discuss a few questions that she had given. One thing I realized in the group is that I was not the only one who was blown away by this message. I feel like the message opened up so many things, not just in me, but the women around me and the women in the group. It was like, okay, I get it. And I think that realizing this was happening with me, with other women, and especially in the small group, we were all of different ages. And it just, you know, when you think about wow, we're all women of all different ages and we're still getting this, and all still relating. So back again, as I mentioned about age, age has no boundary or no expectation at a certain age. You know, it's so important to, to remind yourself of that. So as we're getting in the group and we're getting to know each other and getting to learn, you know, where everyone else is from, we were asking and discussing a couple of questions that we were given. One of the questions was, what did you learn about sex? In particular, what did you learn about sex growing up? And again, it was interesting that it was like nothing. Some of us knew some things like me, what we learned in school and don't do it. And then some of us didn't know anything, had to learn it from whether it was friends um, learning it from videos, from porn, whatever the case may be. And that struck me again. I was like, man, just was really hitting me. It was just really insightful. And it's, it's 
these things and these constant experiences in groups, you know, I talk about power of the group that you experience and the freedom that makes me know I'm not alone and always reminds me that I'm not alone and reinforces the thing that I'm not alone in my experiences. And so we all agreed on one thing that we all really needed to recognize. And so as we're talking and we're talking and, and, and the thing hit me, and I think this hit for all other women, but this is the thing that really hit me. I'm a sexual being. I'm a sexual being. Wow. I'm a sexual being. It was never taught to me, but I am a sexual being. And I feel like we all recognized that one thing in the group, that we are all sexual beings. And that I feel like we all agreed that we need to honor what it means for us to be a sexual being. I was blown away. I mean, I was blown away. The thing I took away from that conference is that I'm a sexual being and I never realized it. I never realized it, never considered it because of my own thoughts and my own beliefs and my own learnings about sex. For days, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I would tell friends, I would talk to friends, I'm a sexual being. I would ask women, I'm a sexual being. Do you realize you're a sexual being? And it was just so common. Very rarely did I find a woman who considered herself a sexual being. So it dawned on me. Two things dawned on me from that conference. One, of course, that I'm a sexual being, which means I have sexual desires and longings that are natural. They're not dirty. They're not shameful. They're not abnormal. I am wired to desire sex, to want sex, to experience sex. God created me to enjoy and participate in sex. That it's not just for someone else's enjoyment. It's for two people to enjoy. Man, I felt so much freedom. I just, it overrid the shame and feeling small because I also realized the freedom. Freedom in experiences where I felt perhaps I was dirty or, or not enough or, you know, all that freedom just went. The second thing I took away from that conference was as I was talking and realizing about what I learned about sex, I realized that because I had not really learned about sex and being a sexual being, what sex is, desires, the longings, the enjoyment and the purpose that I was learning about sex growing up as I went along the way. No wonder why I made so many mistakes. How can I not make a mistake if I didn't know? Yep. I was learning about sex as I went along. I mean, when you think about anything, when you're just stepping out to try something new, you learn as you go along, right? You're going to make mistakes. There's a bit of frustration too, I will admit, because I didn't know and I wish I had. But my mom and my family and, 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 and my dad did the best that they did. And I'm sure that they didn't have a sit down talk either. So why would they with me? I'm sure they probably haven't even done their own self-awareness surrounding being a sexual being and what it really, really means. So no shade there, no, you know, nothing about that. So ever since that, 
conference. Ever since that time, the weight of sexual shame has lifted, i.e. the, you know, as I talked about, wanting sex, desiring sex. It made more sense why I'd made certain decisions. It made sense how I viewed sex, how I viewed myself, all because I didn't know about being a sexual being. And this all contributed to the decisions that I made about sex. I want you to think about that. As a result, I am doing my best to connect with myself and understand what it means to be a sexual being. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Is, you know, how important is that for me? So I connect with that sexual side. You know, I've talked about being, there's different parts of ourselves, and being a sexual being is another part of us, especially as a woman. It's made me, because of my new way of looking at things, it's made me more comfortable to talk about the beauty of sex. It's made me comfortable to talk to God about sex, myself about sex, other people, friends, um, especially clients, because I'm finding that clients are experiencing challenges with sex or connecting to sex because of this piece of being a sexual being. And recognizing, well, what did you learn? You know, helping clients not beat themselves up so much. You know, because at the end of the day, knowing that you're a sexual being helps you connect the dots and recognize that part of you that may have been shut down, looked down upon, or felt disgusted about. Especially for my Christian clients, because I do recognize that sex is not talked about a lot in the church. I do feel like there are some people who are more open to talk about it, but Sex is not just about an act. It's so much more. It's intimacy. It's connection. It's beauty. It's enjoyment. It's pleasure. Those things are not bad. We have to ensure that we're going away about them in a way that's healthy for us, that we're participating, that we're agreeing, and that we're not, especially as a woman, quieting our needs or not recognizing our needs because perhaps the world has told you that you need to you're created to satisfy a man and that there's no satisfaction for you. So today I want to leave you guys something to think about. What does it mean to be a sexual being for you? Now, this may be something that you're familiar with. It could be something you're not or something you're growing in. But what does it mean? I'd love for you to write that down. Um, If you're brave enough, share it with me, share it with the world. Um, you know, share it and tag us on the podcast. I would love to, you know, on, on social media, I would love to hear what you guys have to say, or you could just send me a DM or a personal email, but really think about what does it mean for you to be a sexual being? I know for me, it's meant freedom. It has meant connection and it has meant meaning. So thank you so much as always for listening to this podcast. Please tag us on the Authentic Wednesday podcast on Instagram and on Facebook and share your takeaway. I'd love to hear your takeaway. Thank you so much. If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following our Instagram, Authentic Wednesday Podcast and visiting our website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.